You'll listen to episode 21 of the Ento Podcast. Looking to stay up to date on all things entomorphology? You're in the right place. Welcome to the Ento Podcast with your host, Ross Bell. Hi, and welcome to episode 21 of the Ento Podcast with me, your host, Ross Bell. So again, it's a, another quiet week. We've just got two stories. I'm trying to pick stories where we they're either from countries we haven't covered before. Maybe they're using different insects. Because a lot of the time, there's not that many stories. So you get the same story covered by different papers or different sort of news outlets. Um, and they generally tell you the same sort of information every week. So this week we've got two we got Polish scientists have been experimenting with ways to make insects appetizing. And bugs and personalised medical foods are amongst future food predictions. So the first story we'll cover comes from Quartz. And it's Polish scientists have been experimenting with ways to make insects appetizing. So they've got a, a sort of PowerPoint presentation as well. And I'll put a, a link to that in the show notes. But the, the body of this story we'll just work through. Polish scientists have been mixing insects into cakes and sticking them in salad in an effort to make the idea of eating insects a little more appetising. Why? Well, if we don't double food production in the next 30 years, we're not going to have enough to feed the world. Insects could be a cheap and, importantly, a really efficient source of protein. Insects don't produce much methane as cows, and they're chock full of protein. They're also able to turn a lot of what we throw away into energy, so we'd be cutting down on global waste. The problem is that at first look, they're kind of gross. While mealworm chocolate cake might be the answer, a neater solution might be to grind the insects and mealworms into a powder. From there you could mix them into smoothies or make an insect powder patty. And what they've got is a video, but it's uh, more like PowerPoint sort of presentation type thing where they there's no sort of speaking, but I'll put a link to it and you can feel you can watch it. So we haven't covered Poland before, so it's nice to see that they're looking into it. But again, we're, we're all doing the same thing which is putting them into the cakes and biscuits which can't knock because I, I put it into pasta and we saw that on the cricket along with the the powder and the whole insect so next up we've got a story from stuff.co.nz so this is from the the new zealand edition of stuff magazine it's by caroline tucky and it's entitled bugs and personalized medical foods are among future food predictions Care for some bug bolognese or spider soup? Give it a few years and your tastes might change, as food experts say. A public talk about the future of food will explore where our tastes are headed and what food we have the ability to produce in the next 50 years. Massey University food professor Matt Golding says globalisation is vastly expanding access to previously exotic foods and kiwi taste will expand exponentially. A lot of our familiar meals like spaghetti bolognese will continue to be eaten but we're already seeing an explosion of choice. Bugs have traditionally been widely eaten in many countries, and they're appearing online in New New Zealand, he said. For many Kiwis, there's still a cringe factor, the texture so far removed from the other foods within our normal eating, but for others, novelty is the attraction. If you're not keen for the crunch, bugs could sneak into your food more subtly. Soy is a common protein-boosting ingredient consumers are often not aware of, and protein from bugs is likely to be adopted similarly by manufacturers as it is increasingly cost and resource efficient. Once it becomes accepted, it becomes mainstream very easily. 
Consumers will be able to define what they want and have a made bespoke. You could create your own shopping basket altered for you. Foods will also have a wider utility, longer shelf lives, less production waste and functions other than taste nutrition, including personalised medical treatments. Social media will allow food manufacturers to mine public opinions quickly and food fads could come and go quicker. Despite the looming developments, Golding is still not a believer in the idea meals could be reduced to a pill, as is often seen in science fiction. This is partly because of the practical difficulties compacting our nutritional needs to that size, but also because he thinks we will continue to enjoy our food. Golding is talking at the Globe Theatre in Palmerston North from 6pm on Tuesday, July the 18th. A couple of things from, from this story. We've already seen in sort of previous weeks where PepsiCo have, have said that they're actively looking into alternative protein sources and they're not shying away from crickets and mealworms to be able to bring the, this protein source into their food. But we've got so Bolognese mentioned a couple of times here and I just want to put a shout out to uh, One Hop Kitchen over in Canada. If you get a chance to, to look at their site and if you're over in sort of North America, Canada way, pick up some of their bolognese sauce. So they do a, a really tasty cricket bolognese and a mealworm bolognese where they've they've managed to extract the, the proteins from the crickets and mealworms and make it into a, a tofu-like substance. And then they use this protein block and break that down and add that into their bolognese sauce. And again, it unless you'd been told that it was crickets or mealworms you wouldn't be able to tell it's really tasty uh, a little difficult to get over here in the uk i uh, did manage to pick up a jar the last time i saw the guys at a food fair so if you're in north america or canada definitely look them up i'll put a link to their website in the show notes as well but the last point is the personalized medicine in foods one of the things that people are looking at is when they include insects in animal feed Instead of adding antibiotics to the animal themselves, I know that in some chicken production they're not allowed to add the antibiotics to the chicken, so they end up adding it to the eggs direct to get around that. But from what I've read and from the one I've spoken to people, it also looks like they're looking at a way to try and add the antibiotics to the the crickets or the mealworm, and then when they're dried and eaten by the the fish, the pigs, whoever, they then pick up the antibiotics through the feed rather than having to have a vet go in or have someone go in and inoculate all the animals. So again, something to, to keep an eye out to see whether they they will be heading down that way. But again, quiet week, only a couple of stories, so let me know if you've got anything out there, you've seen something in your part of the world. And until next week, this is Ross saying, ta for now. Thanks so much for listening to the Ento Podcast. For more great content and to stay up to date, visit theentopodcast.co.uk and on Facebook and Twitter at The Ento Podcast. We'll catch you next time.